Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Leo Effects. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. Uh, He's somebody that's been voicing animes that I've been getting into lately, and I'm very excited to have him here. Please allow me to introduce Mr. Kyle Phillips. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you, Ray? Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome, and I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Now, hopefully, you know, we don't hit any more technological hiccups, but (laughs) (laughs) so can you let the audience know what you feel might be your most you know, notable role or whatever role you feel you really enjoyed that you, you kind of say, hey, this is what I am. I'd say that would definitely have to be uh, my boy Denki Kaminari and My Hero Academia. Uh, when I first uh, started on that, um, I was just grateful for the role, and then I had no idea blow to what uh, it has become now, so... It's been a real treat to uh, to work on it, and uh, but maybe uh, I just started a new show called Infinite Dendrogram. Uh, I play the lead, Ray Starling. So if you like what I'm doing with Denki Kaminari, maybe uh, check that out, and maybe you'll like that too. Yeah, that would be awesome. And is that a pretty similar role, or completely different characters? Uh, character. Um, yeah, uh, while Denki is kind of this goofball, like sometimes cool, sometimes pervy, sometimes. You know, uh, he he gets he has his more confident badass moments. Ray is, you know, he's a new uh, 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 participant in this game. It takes place in a video game, and so he's on the lower end of the totem pole. But he's a more determined, you know, uh, serious type character. But he also has his very goofy moments. At one point, he has a health potion thrown at his face uh, by one of his teammates, and it's a very comical moment. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, and and you were, if I was reading that correctly, you were also in uh, Black Clover. Uh, Hammond uh, uh, in Black Clover. The role, I guess it's technically a goofy role. It's definitely a goofy voice for me. You know, he's this aristocratic, like, fancy boy. You know, and he uh, is laughing all the time. He's all about food. and Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe dessert will have to wait. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's actually a role, like, I, it was fun to play, and I thought it was just kind of like a one-off, like, 
like just in that story arc, but he's come back multiple times. So that's been really fun too. Yeah. That's been really fun to watch. And then honestly, I, I didn't know until I was really kind of digging around doing some research that you did that role. And from when we first started talking and obviously character voice and all of that, but from when we started talking, I was like, is this really the same guy? (laughs) (laughs) So that's, that's really cool. What what made you decide to be a voice actor in the first place? Well, uh, I have a, a different past than I feel like most voice actors, um, you know, I uh, I wanted to get into music production, like b- producing and stuff like that. So I actually went down the path of uh, professional audio, um, and I uh, joined up with uh, Funimation in 2008. I joined the team as an ADR engineer. ADR is automated dialogue replacement, you know, so uh, we just, you know, in charge of recording all the voice actors and cleaning up the audio and placing it and editing it and all that. Um but immediately I was drawn to uh, voice acting um, just because, you know, I saw it, you know, eight hours a day every day. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was working with uh, Monica Real. She was my director for a show called Triple X Holic. And uh, we were in the last episode and uh, she needed uh, uh, the character name, quote unquote, is Big Spirit. And uh, I was like, <laughs> hey, I'd like, to, I'd like to jump in and do that. And she was like, I'm sure. And so I just hopped in and went, and it was a a lot of fun. And uh, that was cool that she let me do that. And uh, after that, like, I just kind of just little stuff like that, you know, can I hop in and do this little thing, this little thing? And uh, I kind of went more full force with it when I was working with Tyler Walker. uh, And uh, he gave me my first named role, Jason, the reporter in fairy tale. And then kind of after that, like, you know, uh, Jason, for those who know, uh, Jason, the reporter, he, is very, very high energy. Um, and so that's, you know, having a, being able to produce that high energy is uh, definitely a requisite in anime voice acting. And uh, so that kind of put me on notice and allowed me to fully explore uh, voice acting. And I've been doing it ever since. Nice. The ADR thing is what got you in the position to be a voice. Why, why did you choose to do ADR? Um, just, uh, when, you know, I, I've always been into music and, uh, you know, so when I decided, when I went down the path of professional audio, you know, I was just kind of looking for anything, uh, related to that field. So I did some minor like onset film audio and, you know, uh, some live audio, uh, all behind the scenes type stuff. And, um, I was working or I was interning at a studio in downtown Dallas called, uh, Dallas Audio Post, uh, great studio, great group of guys there. And uh, I was recording uh, Chris Sabat, uh, for those who don't know, who've been living under a rock. He's the voice of uh, Piccolo and Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I was recording him for like a, like a Doritos commercial or something, because they mostly do like commercial and industrial VO at that studio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, hey, man, I, I recognize your voice. And he was like, oh, Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, oh, that's great. And he said, man, it was great working with you. Uh, actually, at Funimation, you know, uh, they're in town and they're looking for uh, an ADR engineer. And I was like, Oh, great. I'll apply there. And the rest is history. Nice. And uh, Chris, is a very difficult man to get in touch with. I tell you what, but <laughs> he, he is one of the busiest people I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was going to wait until later in the show, but kind of speaking about um, being busy and things like that, you're actually getting ready to uh, take part in a convention, right? 
That's right. I am in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, about to do uh, Wizard World Cleveland with uh, Aaron Roberts is uh, joining me on this Cleveland adventure. Awesome. And so that that's like a whole weekend kind of thing? Yep. Uh, so the con uh, is uh, starts today, Friday, um, 4 p.m. Uh, to 9 p.m., uh, and then it's basically then just all day Saturday and most of the day Sunday, and it's just talking to fans, signing autographs, doing panels, just kind of fan engagement and talking about my hero and anything else I'm a part of. Uh, I'm a director at Funimation now. I've moved on from the ADR position. So, you know, talking about Fire Force, uh, direct Fire Force. Um, yeah. Final season of fairy tale stuff like that. So fans like to talk about those shows as well, which is fantastic. Yeah, and I've actually recently done a couple interviews with some other Fire Force folks and, you know. Oh, awesome. Um, that's, that's been a lot of fun. Um, I haven't actually started watching that one yet is what would, what would you say would be a reason to start binge watching fire force? Um, it's just really awesome. You know, like, uh, it's all, it's all fire. It's like dude with fire powers versus dude with fire powers. Um, so it's just really just kind of in your face. It's beautiful. The fire effects are fantastic. And I feel like I've put together a, awesome cast uh derek snow is the lead character machine um eric vale uh you know he's the voice of trunks in dragon ball z mm-hmm. uh he's uh, uh arthur in fire force and i've got christopher Waycamp in there jeremy inman uh aaron roberts actually uh is in fire force uh newcomer sarah roach this uh, that was her first uh, big role uh was maki oze uh, jade saxton alexis tipton you know so got a lot of uh Great people in there, and the show itself. If you like fairy tale, uh, my hero, you know the uh, Naruto, you know those those shonen like hero trying to become the best he can be type shows. You're gonna love Fire Force. It's right up your alley. It just has a has a cool rock and roll twist to it. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely gonna check that one out then. <laughs> and actually, season two. So we just wrapped season one in the winter. Uh, 24 eps. Season two is coming back um and uh in july of 2020 this year nice well keep that on the horizon keep keep my eyes open for that one going going back to the convention have you have you done conventions before uh yes i've done a few uh this 2020 is definitely going to be my busiest of the year um i know a lot of people uh you know, try to do uh like a convention every weekend and you know i've got a i've got a full-time uh gig i've got uh two daughters and a wife at home. And so I try to limit it to uh, one a month. Um, but uh, 2019, I did about, uh, I want to say like six or so. Wow. Um, if, if everything falls into place, I'll be doing uh, 12 this year. Uh, you know, Cleveland here, uh, this is my first um, Fan Expo Dallas at the end of the month. El Paso Comic Con in April. With all the conventions that you've been to, have you ever had people come up to you dressed as, as your characters? Oh, most definitely. Um, I mean, Denki Kaminari seems to be growing in popularity, and the Denki co- uh, cosplayers are awesome. Uh, shout out to Daddy Denki. Uh, she showed up cosplayed as uh, Denki, but uh, there was an alternate art uh, Denki. It was for Halloween, and he has, like, like a black suit with, like, a red shirt and, like, devil wings, and she came dressed as that, and that was awesome. It looked so good. Nice. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and, uh, I see you know see a lot of you know Denki in like uh, uh, school uniform, Denki uh, in his Charge Bolt hero costume. Um, so all that has just been fantastic. 
That that sounds amazing. I don't know what I would do if a fan ever came up like dressed as a character. That's gonna be weird. <laughs> it's I mean it's a lot of fun. They put a lot of work into it, and it it looks great, and it's just it's really flattering and just a lot of fun. Like it's it's great. <laughs> well, between being a voice actor and a director, I mean you still do acting yourself, obviously. <laughs> so, I mean. Obviously, the two worlds are completely different, um, but do you have a preference to which one you like to do? <laughs> Man, I get asked this a lot, and I I don't feel like I've come up with a satisfactory answer because, I mean, the truth is they are very different, you know. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm a bit of a control freak, and so the directing uh, uh, side of things really appeals to that. You know, I, you know, I cast everything, I research, I, I prep. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm in charge of the final product. Basically I do the mix. Like it's all like, if you like a dub, you know, it's, you can really put a lot of, uh, uh, kudos to the director for that. But then acting, I basically get to turn that part of my brain off and just mm -hmm. have fun and just fully dive into a character and bring a character to life. Um, so yeah, honestly, like sometimes I like one more than the other and, Sometimes the opposite, you know, so there's really isn't a, a preference for me as okay. far as uh, doing one or the other. Well, as a uh, control freak director, are you the, the type <laughs> that sits there and says, no, do it again. I didn't like that inflection. No, do that again. I didn't like that. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. You know, I'm, I'm not even close to a Stanley Kubrick-esque director. <laughs> um, I like to take the approach of I generally like to work on comedies. Uh, more than anything. And so I like to take the approach of just putting my actors in a sandbox and just letting them have fun. But, and I, I just want to make sure I keep them in the sandbox. Gotcha. Uh, so I like to, it's a, I like to make it a very collaborative effort and like, let's all take suggestions and have fun. Cause that's what I think when you can really get those, you know, bonus extra funny moments or really cool extra mo uh, moments where, uh, the actors just kind of let loose. And so uh, I like to take that approach when I can. Okay. And has, have you ever had an instance where it was like trying to wrangle cats? <laughs> Sometimes. Yes. Uh, you know, some actors it's like, they'll, they'll go a little too far. And uh, you know, it's like, and that's the job as the director. You know, I've got the whole show in my head, the, you know, cause when our act, when, you know, when you come in as an actor, um, you don't get the scripts ahead of time. You know, you don't, uh, you may have like read the source material yourself, but like generally you don't really know a whole lot about the character, the show, um, or, and uh, especially like the scene or episode you're about to do. Um, so you rely on the director a lot for all that context. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes, you know, when an actor gets extra comfortable or they feel like they really, you know, are into the character, they'll kind of, take things to maybe uh, too far of a level. And so uh, it's just the job of the director back, oh, no, a little too far, rein it in, rein it in. But <laughs> it's, it's never, it's never detrimental to the process. Sometimes it's good to kind of get too far with a character uh, choice. And so, you know, kind of where that line is. And so, you know, where you need to go. Mm -hmm. And you, you've played a multitude of characters with all varying voices and things like that. How do you come up with your, the character voice? Um, you know, when you first start, you know, it's just kind of, uh, you know, you just kind of come up with it with the director, you know, like with Denki, you know, uh, when he, we first did the, uh, uh, derpy voice, you know, when he over, uh, uses his quirk, 
you know, that was me and Colleen, uh, Colleen Clinkenbeard, the director, just going back and forth, like, well, what about this? You know, something kind of like, like high pitched giggling. She's like, well, no, let's try it like this. And just kind of going back and forth, kind of figuring it out. And when uh, the director is satisfied, you know, then the engineer, the ADR engineer will create a reference uh, file so that, you know, the next time you come in, they'll just play that, you know, this is where we were last time, or this is where we landed on with the voice, uh, either in general or specific parts of the voice, like with Denki's uh, uh, derpier uh, moments when he has to make those specific <laughs> noises. Um, uh, so that definitely helps. So yeah, it's just kind of that, that back and forth process of uh, finding, uh, you know, kind of what you want to do. I gotcha. And is there a particular like tone or style that comes easier to you or more naturally? Um, I mean, uh, Kaminari is uh, actually pretty close to just my natural voice. He just kind of uh, just kind of has, you know, kind of a higher energy, you know, and that kind of pushes the voice a little higher. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty easy for me. Um, I'm uh, Marco the Phoenix in one piece, and that's actually my some of my lower stuff. Um, and so kind of keeping it at that low kind of rumbly place for a long period of time can tend to or like doing um like uh, attack noises and stuff in that lower rumbly place can get a bit taxing um but uh no overall i haven't really done anything that was uh too vocally stressful or anything like that and um or kind of keeping it in a specific place hasn't been uh too challenging as of yet but uh sometimes like in you know, uh, I play this character, um, uh, Hyro in The Disastrous Life of Psyche K, and he basically just kind of yells all the time. And so <laughs> on the uh, the longer sessions with him, that would get a little strenuous on the voice, but, uh, um, you know, uh, kind of par for the course. You know, everyone's, uh, every actor has that character where it's a little vocally stressful. Mm-hmm. And so what's it like to play a monkey? <laughs> Is that a Dr. Stone? Yeah. Uh, that was cool. Um, I actually took a tip from Sabbath on that one because uh, he was talking about playing, you know, Bubbles the monkey and Dragon Ball Z. And uh, he said it's just all in the abs. Just <laughs> and he said it's a good ab workout. And he said that kind of gets you to that frantic monkey place. And so I just kind of copied his approach there. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> i was like i gotta ask about this monkey <laughs> um, i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> do you have you ever done any video games or have you considered doing video games i uh, just broke into that um uh, a game i did uh was just released the newest dragon ball z game i believe it's dragon ball z kakarot yeah um I'm uh, the announcer or the sideline reporter, sideline reporter or announcer for the cell games. Um, and uh, so that was a lot of fun. It's a different process uh, in that you have to, like in anime, um, you have to match uh, mouth flaps. You know, that's, you know, when the, right. when the character's on screen talking, the mouth moves. Uh, you have some leeway there or kind of everyone sees flaps a little differently. You know, you can cheat some stuff here or there. But with video games, you know, you have to meet a certain uh time like you know the japanese will say you know um, hey look over there you know but in japanese of course and right. so it'll take them 1.75 seconds and so we you know we translate it and adapt it and we have that same amount of time to get whatever we want to say across there is a slight bit of leeway but that's kind of a different kind of more eh, 
more frantic, I guess is the right word, yeah. uh, kind of style of voice acting because it's there's that extra layer of like, you know, got to meet this specific time, but you don't have anything to look at. Um, you know, there's no mouth flaps or anything. So it's just kind of like you just kind of have to feel it and just kind of go with the flow. Um, but yeah, so I did that recently. That just came out. And then uh, I've done two other games since, but uh, still under NDA. Right. Them should be released kind of soon, I think. And the other, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and is it strange to you to hear your voice coming out of these characters when you see them on TV or on a video game? Um, no, I don't think so. I know a lot of people don't like to hear their own voice, but, uh, uh it doesn't like bother me. It's pretty cool. Um, it's when like, uh, like your friends, uh, way back, like playing a video game and they're like, is this you in this Dragon Ball Z game? And it's like, yeah, so that's <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> nice. So I, I gotta ask what advice would you have for somebody that's just breaking out into this career? Hmm. Um, don't, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, and it might be hypocritical since I've really uh, only focused on voice acting, but if you're just looking at, you know, voice acting in general and uh, you're not already in the industry, you know, make voice acting a um, slice of your overall acting pie, you know. Very rarely uh, does anyone make a living off of just voice acting. Um, you know, I, I'm staff, employee, director at Funimation, and I also voice act, you know, so like even, you know, Colleen Clinkenbeard, big prolific voice actor, she also is a, uh, she's a producer at Funimation, you know, so it's hard to just make a living off of it, Um, and uh, also the other side of that uh, is it helps you become a better actor, you know, if you're doing theater, if you're doing um, improv, you know, if you're doing all these other forms of acting, Uh, not just voice acting, it'll make you a better voice actor. So if you know, if you want to go all, you know, go all in, want to be a voice actor, you know, be an actor who does voice acting as well. Okay. So that's good advice. I like that. Uh, Thank you. And you know, the big takeaway, I guess as well would be just never stop learning, right? That's right. Because, uh, you know, uh, your job as an actor is not acting. Your job as an actor is auditioning. You're going to be auditioning a lot and not booking most of your auditions. <laughs> so uh, perfecting your craft and just doing and consuming as much as you can and doing all that, you know, that's, that's just the way to go. Absolutely. I love it. That That's great. Um, well, with this last little bit of time we have, would you like to tell people what your social medias are so that they can click and follow and like and sub and all that good stuff? Oh yeah. Um, so most, I'm mostly active on Twitter. If you want to follow me uh, at Kyle Phillips fun, L's and Phillips. Um, and that Kyle Phillips fun. Uh, if you, I'm on most social media platforms and, uh, that's kind of my, my across the board, uh, username. If you want to send me a friend request on Facebook, uh, follow me on Instagram, um, anything like that. I actually just downloaded TikTok for the first time. I don't know qu- quite what I'm going to do with it yet, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, uh, you know, why not? Um, but, uh, if I don't, uh, accept uh, a friend request, uh, on Facebook for a while, fret not, I don't use it that much. I kind of just cross post everything to Facebook, uh, and Instagram is, it's more of like a personal account. So if you just want to see 
pictures of me hanging out with my daughters and my wife, you know, that's my Instagram. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, it's good to have your family, you know, to have family time too. That's right. <laughs> so, and you know, to the point of TikTok, what you were saying, uh, you know, I've recently downloaded it and started watching some of the videos and I can say that some of the people that post stuff on there, they don't know what to do with it either. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think you yeah. have an issue. Good. I'm glad I'm in good company then. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been a riot and you've got some really great advice and stories. I've really appreciated you speaking to me. Oh, thanks for having me on, man. This is a blast. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm especially thankful that you came on right before you're heading to a big convention like that's it's going to be a lot of fun and i hope everybody goes and checks it out and hopefully i can put this out before you even go to that maybe draw some more attention oh that'd be great absolutely so thank you again for coming on i i genuinely sincerely am thankful that you came thank you it's been it's been a real pleasure yeah and you know with the point of the conventions is that's about the fans that's fan service that's you know being there for the people that support you. And that's the same thing with this show. Thank you to all the fans who, you know, support me on Facebook. They follow on Twitter. I appreciate all of you, every single last one of you, for clicking the play button. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.